and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number nine, I think. Um, today's, I always feel like I'm on a talk show or something whenever I do that intro. Uh, today's topic is on stress. And the reason it's on stress is because this week I have been feeling particularly stressed. <laughs> so personal experiences or client experiences always make for content topics. So that's why I'm going to discuss stress a little bit now. So stress is completely normal. Um, it's just a response from our body to things that kind of make us feel out of whack or out of sync um, and maybe under a bit of threat. It can help us though because that's how, how we manage to get stuff done um, and you know stay focused and alert. Um, if we don't have enough stress it can just lead to us being lazy, unmotivated, um, not getting anything done basically. So too little stress can be bad as well because um, it'll stop us from you know reaching our potential. But then um, too much stress obviously goes the opposite way. So it can be harmful for us. Um, where it comes from, we have our central nervous system obviously, which is all the nerves in your body um, running through your spine and our autonomic nervous system, which is Basically, you don't have control over it because it's involuntary responses. And that splits into two. And you'll definitely have heard of this before. So you have the sympathetic nervous system and you have your parasympathetic nervous system. So sympathetic nervous system is like your fight or flight. And then parasympathetic would be your rest and digest. That's kind of an easy way to remember them. Um, so I always just think sympathetic, stress, fight or flight because that's what happens when you're really stressed you'll have that flight, fight or flight mode um, and that just basically is trying to protect us so it's preparing you for activity um, an example that people always use would be let's say you are out for a walk in the woods don't know where you'd have to be living but you come across a bear um, that's a threat you notice that that's a threat and what happens is on involuntary responses within the body happen in that Without you making it happen, your heart rate will increase. Your liver will, will um, secrete more glucose. You will um, automatically rush more oxygen to your blood. Your pupils will dilate. So um, that happens as well whenever people are really shocked. You know, um, that's how we recognize people are shocked is when their pupils dilate. Um, and basically, these are all happening for us to prepare ourselves for that fight or flight mode. So an example of it as well would be you slamming on the brakes to avoid getting into an accident. That rush of adrenaline that you feel that comes from our adrenal glands, that is your fight or flight mode. You will have more strength, more energy than you could imagine when you enter into that mode. Because that's like your survival mode. And that's related to stress. And then you have your parasympathetic nervous system and that's the rest and digest. That is the opposite and that's what makes us relax the body. Um, it slows down those kind of manic energy, high energy functions in the body. Um, and it basically just conserves energy for later. It talks you down. So these two systems together are what makes our body experience stress, you know, that fear factor, relaxation, um, courage, panic, all of those feelings are related to those two systems. Um, but 
they will happen at different times and sometimes we will have to force ourselves into that parasympathetic system if we are feeling overly stressed. So I will talk about that as we go along and how you can kind of push yourself into that rest and digest mode rather than fight or flight. So we all have this thing, what we would call an allostatic load. And that's basically all the stressors you can imagine in your life, in your day. Things that you wouldn't even think or consider as stress. But things like, let's say uh, you have a deadline in work or maybe you're at work and you have a sick baby at home or you'd had a really crappy night's sleep. Uh, you had an argument with a friend. Um, you're not losing weight. Um, you're struggling to get to the gym um, to follow your training plan. You can't stick to your diet or your food. All those little things add up. And they stack up and stack up and stack up on top of each other. And eventually it'll get too much and they will fall and you will break. (laughs) So that's when you will, you know, reach your limit as such. And if you're really, really, really stressed, this is what it will feel like. So that allostatic load is all the tiny things that you might not even think of so you know that email that's hanging over you or um trying to remember to do something um the tiniest things that add to your stress load I said earlier that we have good stress and bad stress but it's usually kind of how we handle stress that makes it bad um because for example exercise can be a good stressor on the body but it can also be a bad stressor depending on the situation or depending on how you are handling things So it's how well we're able to recover from stress. That's the um, big thing. Everybody's different. So some of us don't get that stressed. Um, People that are more kind of laid back and easygoing, it's hard to stress them out. Um, And these are the people that can kind of, you know, deal with stress a little bit better, kind of take it in their stride um, and manage to overcome it. So in a certain situation that might seem stressful to a lot of people, there's people that will just manage to take it in their stride and deal with it. Other people will crumble um, under the same circumstances and it will seem overwhelming to them. Everyone's different, like I said. So there's certain ways or things that we can do to try to make ourselves handle stress a little bit better Um, and usually the people that can handle stress a little bit better will have these kind of traits so you know that attitude and outlook and more positive people will generally handle stress better Um, if you are a confident person um, usually you'll be able to handle stress a little bit better if you're confident in yourself and your abilities. Um, if you're a bit of a control freak, I'm a bit of a control freak. This is where it can uh, <laughs> go bad. Um, you have to try to be able to overcome it, overcome the stress. But if you're a bit of a control freak and you, you're trying to control every aspect of everything, um, you can end up feeling kind of helpless and uh, hopeless and let the stress get on top of you. So your own self, sense of control comes into play as well. The people you have around you, your friends and your family, that support network that you have is really important um, when it comes to stressful situations. Your environment, so uh, let's say you work in an office and it is really, really messy. Um, 
it's noisy, those things can trigger stress in you. And it, it's more calming to have a nice, tidy, neat office, um, not loud, uh, um, basically a more calming place to work. Your genetics as well comes down to your genetics. Some people can just uh, generally handle stress a little bit better and some people can't. That's the the bottom line. So then I mentioned earlier your allostatic load that comes into it as well. So it might just take that one thing and it might be something really, really minor. Um, an example that I have seen before in like memes would be, you know, if let's say you have lots of stress, little things all stacking up, like I said. And it just takes that last thing. So the example in the meme was if you, you know, burn your toast in the morning and that's just the last straw and that you tear up. So you're bawling and crying because you've burnt toast, but that's not really why you're bawling and crying. It's because it was just that last thing that set you over the edge before you reached that the peak of your allostatic load, let's say. So I have definitely been in that situation before (laughs) where you just burst into tears for absolutely the tiniest thing, but it's not that reason that you're actually feeling overwhelmed or crying. It's the accumulation of all the little things. So that is also um, a factor as well. We need a good balance of stress. So we, we need enough so that, you know, we can get shit done and we can focus and we're alert but we don't need so much that that ends up happening and we get overwhelmed and panicked and stressed out. And it can actually lead to, you know, low mood, depression. So we need that kind of happy medium. So you need to know when you have to be able to rein it in and shift into that rest and digest mode um, consciously. So if you're feeling stressed and you need to activate that parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest that we spoke about, there's a few ways that you can do it. So you can go for a walk. And I put this on my Instagram the last day as well of how people handle being stressed. Um, So a few of the ones that are good, let's say, good ideas would be to go for a walk, to try and meditate, um, get a massage, um, exercise some people have form of exercise that makes them relax so whether that be like yoga having a nice cup of tea um a chat with friends loads of little things like that help you just relax there are other things as well so deep breaths that's another one so taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out so this is what my mom always says to me whenever I'm stressed she's like Lana breathe take a few deep breaths (laughs) and it's something that we are doing involuntary every second of the day is breathing. You don't think about it. But if you actually stop now, so I want you to stop and I want you to take a deep breath in and breathe out and relax your shoulders and um, exhale through your mouth, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth and do five deep, deep breaths. You will automatically feel more relaxed. So it stands to sense, oh, Apologies. <laughs> you can tell I'm uh, not cutting this episode. You'll hear everything. So it stands to sense that taking a few deep breaths will help you and it will push you into that uh, rest and digest mode and you'll feel a little more calm and you'll be able to think a little bit clearer. 
There's a few things though that people mentioned when I put it on Instagram that I was like, mm, that's not necessarily a good way that you can handle stress. So things like social media, um, you know, just scrolling through social media, watching TV, playing PlayStation, these don't count as, you know, ways that you can relax. They might feel relaxing to you and that you're avoiding the actual stress, but they're not actually fully getting you into that rest and digest mode because they're still stimulating you because you're looking at a screen you're looking at the tv your laptop your phone it's still stimulation and that's not what you want to do so ideally phones laptops and all the rest would be put away when you're trying to relax fully um those are just a few ideas that you could be doing to get into that rest and digest mode whenever you're feeling a little bit stressed or overwhelmed um I feel like and I know myself a lot of the time I'll feel like I'm wasting time doing that rather than actually just taking 10 minutes out doing something that I know will relax me and then getting back to it with a more clear fresh mind to whatever it is that's stressing you out because you'll be more inclined then to get stuff done your brain won't be foggy you'll be able to concentrate I feel like when you're stressed you try to do everything at once whereas if you take some time out go have a cup of tea turn your phone off just sit and then go back to what it was that you were trying to do take one thing at a time rather than trying to do everything at once and you will be much more productive in that sense another one that was very common that people said was stress eating and when they are stressed they eat this is um I suppose it's a response to stress but it's a habit as well um so when we're trying to change a habit or when we have a habit there's like four different stages so you have a cue you have a craving you have a response and you have a reward so the stress the stress that you feel might be your cue and the craving might be the food so whether it's chocolate or crisps or whatever it is that you crave your response is to go and get that food and then your reward is you feel good now because you had that food and it um, released that stress that you had. So now you will relate feeling stress to eating shit or whatever it is that you are eating. So that kind of habit approach needs to be broken. So you need to remove that. So what you have to try to do is you have to try to relate to when you feel stressed. So you have to, when you get that craving for food, let's say, recognize it and think, right, why, what, you know that you're stressed. I know that if I'm craving food, I'm like, what am I doing right now? Um, you might be studying, you might be getting stressed out, you might be um, hitting a brick wall with whatever you're trying to do. Just stop, recognize that that's your craving, but don't go ahead with it yet. Try and figure out backwards what has brought you to that. So is it that you sat down to do studying, you're a couple hours in, you've your brain's fried and your response is to break that by going to eat junk. But that's just because you relate that with relieving that pain or whatever it is of, of the studying, the stress of studying. But you need to now replace that going to get food with something else. So the cue might be that you feel stressed from studying. Your craving is food but now you have to replace that with something else. 
So it might be that, okay, when I get to that stage of studying that I crave food, instead of going to get food, I'm just going to go straight outside. I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk and then I'm going to see how I feel then. So usually it's obviously going to be difficult, but the cue is going to be the stressor, the studying, whatever you're uh, craving. You have to, so that's going to be the food, but you're going to try and, and consciously change that now to replace that with going for a walk go for a walk that's your response and now the reward is that usually you'll get a few a release of endorphins and you'll feel a little bit better apologies again someone's obviously trying to catch me um that was stressing me out (laughs) so that is something that you need to try and change yourself and you have to just be aware of it and change it from the onset of the cue so realize where it's all coming from that might sound wishy-washy to you, but that is how you're going to change the habit. Habit stacking is the easiest thing to do. So if you're trying to build a new habit, it's best to build on top of other habits. So let's say you're trying to make sure or get more steps in each day. So what you might do is every morning before you um, go to work, you're going to go for a walk for 15 minutes. You might do that by going to the kitchen putting on the kettle that's for your coffee after you have your coffee you're going straight out the door for your walk so that might be your um new habit that after your coffee you go straight for a walk um and you know that that will come so you'll have your let's say your running shoes your walking shoes there in the kitchen ready to go and you know that when you put on the kettle to have your coffee you'll put on your walking shoes have your coffee and you're going to go outside for a little walk for 15 minutes And you do that consistently and it will become a habit. The shoes will constantly be there. You know that when you put on the kettle, oh, it's time to put on your shoes. You'll have your coffee, you'll enjoy it and you'll go out for a walk. So that's just one idea of how you can have it stack. But when it comes to changing a habit, you have to change the response to that craving. So that's a little bit off topic there, but that's just because stress eating came up and I feel like that's more of a habit that you need to try and remove or replace um, rather than just a response to to stress. So that's kind of it. Um, um, Again, and in around 20 minutes, I'm trying to keep these. I hope that helps you understand a little bit more about stress and where it comes from and how you feel. And now when you feel that sense of increased heart rate, you know, um, increased body temperature, the panic, the dilated pupils and all the rest, that that's your fight or flight mode. Um, And sometimes that can be good. That can come from things like uh, going for a bungee jump or a skydive or a roller coaster. Um, But too much of that can be dangerous. So repeat it. So let's say the exercise again is a good stress. Um, But if you go to the gym for an hour every day, that's good stress. But if you go to the gym for three, four, five hours every day, that can become a bad stress. So it's all about the load and it's all about how we respond to it. So exercise, again, being a good example, um, I find that with people who are very, very busy, have, um, let's say their allostatic load is already very high. Let's say they have a high stress job. They have a family to look after. um, they are trying to eat well, they're trying to lose weight, um, and they're trying to get to the gym every day. 
sometimes it can be too much so if there's a very stressful day at work um let's say you still manage to eat well but going to the gym may just be that little bit step too far for your stress that day so that good stress of exercise might actually become a bad stress um if you are already over the top or you know you've already reached your limit with your stressors that day so sometimes you have to be aware of when it's okay to not go lift weights let's say and you might have to replace that with something that's going to push you into your uh, rest and digest mode or your parasympathetic nervous system and go for a walk instead so sometimes that might be much better and beneficial um, to you rather than panicking and worrying and stressing yourself about getting to the gym to then add more stress by lifting weights. So that's just something that I notice a lot with clients. And sometimes it is just time to say, do you know what? Today, don't go to the gym. I want you to just go for a walk. You know, that's your exercise for today. And they will feel so much better for it mentally. It's not all just um, physical, you know, like that. all those stressors add up. Um, they're the physical, the mental and emotional are all different types of stress but they all add on top of each other and stack like I said and it can be one small thing that might not be related to physical stress or it might not be related to emotional stress but it will set you over the edge so that's it um hopefully you have a few ideas now to take with you if you are feeling overwhelmed um you can use my mommy's breathing um task I suppose uh, five deep breaths to push yourself into that rest and digest or just taking some time out to go for a walk stretch have a bath calm yourself um always works as well so hope that helps and I will see you back here next week and if you have any suggestions for the podcast as always I welcome them so just send them in to my Facebook page or my Instagram calories and carbs and I will be sure to get them or get around to the topics thank you